Hey there, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. That's how you join us here on the air this hour, brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Yep, that Better Hearing Center talk and text line sure works like a charm. You call in or text in, either way you get in, 608-785-7914, Also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410 wizm.com yep 608-785-794 however is the better hearing center talk and text line uh we have all sorts of folks in town um this week uh making the rounds doing their uh the wisconsin counties association annual meeting so all these folks running for office in november dressing the counties association What's wrong with the state? What needs to be better? What's right with things? Why I'm better than he is or she is? Why he or she is worse than I am? A lot of good stuff like that. So, if you see like Tony Evers around, it's here because of that. Scott Walker, uh, Was uh, speaking this morning at the Wisconsin. Actually, they both did. Uh, Tony Evers and Scott Walker both were there today. Uh, but Scott Walker on stage th- th- today at the Wisconsin County Association and was talking about uh, um, road funding, making an announcement that he's increasing the state's share of uh, road funding aid to counties. So basically blunting the need for a wheel tax by the County of La Crosse. I mean, that... It seems like it, right? If the state is increasing, vastly increasing the amount of money it's giving to the states or sending to the states to uh, pay for uh, pay for roads, pay for road building, then, I don't know, no need for a wheel tax, no need for a special sales tax. That's what they call the Pratt special sales tax. No need for that. No need for um, any kind of additional borrowing or taxing or any of that. The state's just going to, Governor Walker's just going to reallocate some money and shuffle some things around, and bam, whammo. There's your county road dollars right there. There, done, fixed. You know, it's it, this was like the surprise announcement. And it's not, I don't know. I mean, I think he's got to, got to like move some like things around. and I don't know, who knows how this actually goes down. But... Uh, so he gets on stage and he talks about this this morning and it's a completely surprised announcement. And then Tony Evers got to follow him like an hour later after, after, after governor Walker plays the part of Santa Claus, then Tony Evers has to get up there and talk about how bad Scott Walker is in his role of Santa Claus, which did probably a hard sell for him. Probably wasn't going to go down well. So bad, uh, kind of bad timing for him to follow Scott Walker today. Scott Walker, man, he he's playing this game really, really well. You get closer to closer to the election, and it's gonna, you know, you you're you're gonna get a check in the mail. Somebody, you're gonna start getting checks in the mail. Something's gonna happen. Um, but he's he's doing well with this, allocating state funding, making county roads better. Next is gonna be sports gambling, probably. What Evers needs to do... Brick Solon, by the way, is in the studio. If he's following Walker, and Walker's now giving out, what, 30% for roads to all the counties, and basically making it rain to all the counties that need money, right? Right. Evers needs to go up there and go, when I'm your governor, 
I will make it rain whenever you guys need money, not just a month before the election, right? Or two months before the election. Let's 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 be more. Uh, Did he do that? I don't know. We I have don't to, know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Brad, Brad was there. I didn't actually. Um, I don't, That's right. I didn't get the whole story from Brad about what Tony Evers said, but he, yeah, I go that. I I go. I'd also say thirty one percent. Thirty one. You know, right? I go thirty. You know what? Thirty one percent. How you like me now, Gov? Well, nice. I, I feel like I read it. It was like that's going to be like a million dollars, and the county needs a hundred and one million dollars. Is, is something like that? What was uh, that? I mean, do you think really a hundred one million dollars? I don't know. It's, I mean, when when it's an election year and you ask and you need money for stuff, you ask for a hundred million dollars, right. or say you need a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Therefore, anything that you can get, like when yeah. the governor's handing out money to you, you ask for the kitchen sink everything and, and you just have sink. to wait till right before an election to get it right yeah i mean what else do we need school safety money we need... <laughs> which coming is coming by the way right before the election and then more of that more, more, more school more safety that? money well, yeah. more of that then um god i feel like i feel like schools could have got like football fields and scoreboards <laughs> and new sidewalks and playground equipment and all right so here's the question if schools do schools then if you have better uh, facilities for uh, sports and other extracurricular activities. Do schools instantly become safer? Yeah, because you well, more people, become... more kids are involved, right? More kids are involved. If if kids are what the like, if kids don't, kids become our schools become safer when more kids are playing football. <laughs> or not? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, the deterrent there is that if you have better facilities for extracurricular activities and maybe more people are watching it's going to be easier for the mass shooting to just go to one particular spot and and hit a bunch of people at one time wow kind of went really dark there yeah a little bit yeah that was a little bit i mean but we have these school safety bills so we didn't eliminate the guns out of this equation no no not yet actually um you know there's been that was there was talk about trying to get money for guns through the through the feds so that their schools could be armed. Anyway, so Tony Evers and Scott Walker both in town. Uh, they were both in town today speaking to the Wisconsin Counties Association. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Leah Vukmir and, and Tammy Baldwin were, are they? I think they were both today too, or maybe tomorrow. I'm not entirely sure, but everybody's everybody's in lacrosse. Um. Nobody here, though. I don't have anybody on the air, right? We are talking to Jeff Johnson tomorrow, though, so we'll get him. We'll talk to That's uh, the guy running for governor in Minnesota. We'll talk with him for a little while tomorrow, so looking forward to that. Have not spoken with him yet, so I'm not sure how that's going to go. Right on his Facebook page. More mining, less regulations, uh, open polymet, all kinds of stuff. Like oh, that's perfect. <laughs> but he's pro-business, then. <laughs> yeah, right. Very, very pro-growth economy. Very, very pro-economic pro growth. He's not pro-the boundary waters. Oh, doesn't like those either, huh? No, well, if we're going to mine right next to them. Yeah. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Eric's on. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, regarding this governor's race, uh, people who are living on fixed incomes, when it comes to uh, who are you going to vote for for uh, governor, one guy says, I'm definitely going to raise your taxes, and the other guy says, I'll cut your taxes. If you're living on a fixed income, I guess you know the answer to that question. Thank you. Eric, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Um, you know, Tony Evers, uh, the, the uh, Democrat in the race, Tony Evers last week said that um, he he had he said all everything was on the table in terms of raising taxes. 
He absolutely said that. He did say, however, that his plan was to tax the wealthy and give tax relief to... Did he, I think he used the phrase working families. You have to use the r- phrase working families. If you just use the phrase families, then people think that you're giving breaks to people who aren't working. So anyway, 608-785-7914. So you, gotta, you have to throw the working in there. Working families. So working families get a break. Uh, Joe's next. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hey, Mitch. Hey. So Walker's message is I kidnapped all of your money. You guys work so hard to make and surpluses that you guys work so hard to put into place. And I'll give you just a tiny little bit of that back if you promise to vote for me while I get paid off from this Foxconn deal. That's his side, I guess. <laughs> is that is that how it comes across to you? Well, yeah, and yeah. then I think okay. Heber should come out and be like, well, here's my plan. I'm going to put the these road crew people back to work, and here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to have them collect used needles and then sell them to XL so they can all go out and get a job on the road collecting used needles, sell them to XL to burn to make a profit, and then we'll use that to fix the roads. Wow. All right. Sure. Or if anybody can grind up needles, mix them with hot mix, and somehow patch potholes, I'm willing to work on that, too, or I'll pay for that as well. (laughs) That's an interesting plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you're almost forced. Poor Evers. Why did he run now? I mean, once that Foxconn deal was announced, I mean, there's nothing else. He's got all of our money hijacked. Walker does. So there's nothing we can do except for to see this through. Yeah, there, there is, and and almost quite literally, there is nothing to be done with that. I mean, you can change, you can uh, negotiate some other parts of that, but there's nothing stopping that Foxconn train now. No matter who gets elected governor, it well, is. It's that really was the fruits of our labor for the last twenty years gone now. To some company who basically knew how to have Walker held over a barrel, and that's what we get. Now mm. we're we're back to square one. No roads, no school. Fru- fruits, Walker walks away fru- with all the money. Explain the fruits of our labor for the last twenty years. What do you mean by that? Well, we set up to have some of the best schools in the nation. Okay. Things we were doing were working. Okay. We had surpluses. Okay. We were doing just fine. And then Walker comes in, sees his chance to make a name for himself, scoops up all that money, sets us back to ground zero and gives it all away so him and a guy from Japan can make all kinds of money. Hmm. And then we're just do-do-do. We'll get back at it again and redo everything Joe, so the next guy can come in and take advantage of us. Joe, you have a, you have a, you have a really bleak view of Foxconn right now. Any old company can make some LED or LCD screens. The point was, if they want to come here and do it, then you better be on top of your game, Mr. Walker, and get something that's worth worth it to us in this state instead of giving away everything we work for. All right. Well, so that possibly he could make a deal. Well, come on. All right. I And I hear your skepticism and your, your frustration. Uh, uh, Joe, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914, 785 uh, again, also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten wizm dot com. Um, working families. I actually that that reminded me of something um, in relation to uh, the um, what's it called the w- wafer, not wafer, but hunger task force. Remind me of something in, in relation to Hunger Task Force. Now I'll, I'll come back with that. When we come back, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, more to come. Stick around. 
I'm Andrew Dickinson. I work for Dickinson Family Funeral Home. I'm Brian Dickinson with Dickinson Family Funeral Homes. My grandfather started the business back in 1955. We grew up watching. The Crosstalk PM and WYZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914, we're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Uh, Rick and I were just having a br- the briefest of conversations about the Packers off the air um, in relation to um, the game yesterday. I don't know, for, for those of you who work in offices where there's a, a very strong contingent of Packers fans that, um, uh, you know, everybody wears green and gold on Fridays and whatever. And then Monday, the, the mood of the office or the mood of the workplace is determined by what happened on Sunday. Some of you may work in that environment and it can be really palpable like that. The, uh, the distress over what happens on Sunday can be really something that impacts your, your, how things are going at work. The workplace productivity can be greatly injured by simply how the Packers played on Sunday. Almost not whether they won or lost either, but, you know, although when they lose, obviously, which they did yesterday, it does make for few, fewer people are happy. More people distressed equals less productivity. The overall state obsession with Green Bay Packers means that typically on a uh because the because over the last 20 some years kind of gotten used to the idea of just winning almost every sunday and so losing when you're expecting to win especially can be terribly difficult and if you're on a border state like we are if you're on <laughs> if you're living in this area well, if you could hear the sound of my voice unless you're online if you can hear the sound of my voice, chances are you're living, you know, in proximity to not only Packers fans, but Vikings fans as well, which today is especially brutal then because you got all sorts of people being grumpy and complaining about, boy, complaining about referees, huh? Wow. Lots of complaining about referees. Lots of desire to uh, trade, get a new quarterback or new running back or how unfairly Clay Matthews is treated. It's a lot of that. You can spend your entire day just stuck in this doldrum of of despair over the the uh, Packers losing and the Vikings getting destroyed. I you know, and still a loss is a loss. But the Vikings getting destroyed was kind of a for, for Vikings fans, yeah, your yours was worse. <laughs> yes, Rick. Is it worse, or is it worse that the Packers just didn't beat them the week before? Yeah, right. Yeah. Also, is yeah. Aaron Rodgers going to make it through the season? Man, oh, man. he had He's that run at the end, and he got to the sidelines, and he looked like he was he needed a I cane. I just don't even know what the hell he's doing. This is just incredible. There's this one-legged quarterback out there. Hmm, let's see. You could tell, like, <laughs> you could going? tell he is frustrated with 
his inability to put the ball yeah. like he missed I think Allison in the corner of the end zone towards yeah. the end there yeah. and he was just like man if I had two legs if I, I been had able two to... legs and there were a couple of those where he, he his his look of disgust on his face was like man I just can't fit the ball to the thing where I want it because yeah. I can't get the power there yeah I mean I think it's a it's it really is fascinating to watch it's just it's just man it's just so bad it looks so bad when you got the limping guy out there and he can't, he's like, he can't run. Tom Brady looks athletic next to Aaron Rodgers right now. And that's rough to do. He looks terrible. Oh my gosh. But you know what? Wasn't a bad day for him, really. Couple touchdowns, uh, 27 for 44, or something like that. I mean, you know, pretty decent day. Just like a lot of really bad throws. Man, just terrible. But anyway. Enough of that. Uh, but it, that's, you know, if you, you've you heard it probably today at some point, somebody in your office is talking about how they're going to make it through the season. Something, how terrible it is. Speaking of football, that's what Mary wants to do. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. I was watching a different Tom Brady than you were. <laughs> they got killed. <laughs> yeah. By the Detroit Lions. And I'm telling you, some of those big guys that they have, I thought, God, I'd hand them the ball and let them have it (laughs) if they were after me. They, they They really nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, no. But how about Tiger Woods? All that hard work, all his surgeries, and... It finally came to fruition. I'm. I was happy for him. Yeah, great story. Great story. I like. I'm. A, I'm a. Again, I'm a big redemption tale guy, and so I, I yep. really like what has happened. Uh, you know, his. He's become humble, and he is. Uh, uh, he is. You he's know, grateful. Is he, yeah, grateful and humble, and and uh, all, and put a ton of work, and and changed his attitude, and changed his outlook on life, and. Um, and did yeah. you hear him say how he thought at first maybe he could just be able to go out and play, then maybe he could just compete. Well, maybe I could win. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he did. Yep. And I, I just thought, wow. And he's very thankful to his fans. And, I mean, if anybody saw those crowds, it's it's just unbelievable. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that especially for, you know, when you look at the game of golf, that's not something you ever expect to see. Right. Right. Yeah, right. No question. Right. Yeah. No. It's a. It's a great story. There's without doubt. It's a great story. And uh, again, a, a great uh, story of somebody that had to change his outlook and change how his view of of life and himself and uh, adopt some humility and and uh, start over from scratch, basically. So. Well, and and Mr. Adrian Peterson had a good day too. Yes, he He's, did. Yes, he did. Yeah, another, I didn't another, realize he was playing for the Redskins, another but um, he tale. even made a couple of touchdowns. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, no maybe question. there's a lot of lessons being learned. I would agree with that, Mary. I think there are. There are yeah. some, you know, and that's funny because I think that there in in sports there are always some life lessons, and that's kind of I think why we watch sometimes. Frankly, yeah. what do you think about about Aaron? Do you, in terms of what he's capable, you of feel doing? like he's just off. No, he's or really it's his injury or it's what? Really, he's hurt bad. It's a really bad injury. Like it's it in terms of just being able to move around. It's not a bad injury in terms of his leg falling off. 
but in terms of being able to move around, it's a it's a really really bad injury. Yeah, Rick, it sounds like Mary did about as much as I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, did you watch a lot of football yesterday? I'm telling yesterday? you, when I knew that Tiger Woods was going to be in this tournament, yeah. I wanted to watch it, and I was flicking back and forth oh, in between you? the channels. <laughs> While yeah. I was watching it, um, yep, it's good. and I'm Sunday. glad I got to see what I got to see because um, I wouldn't have wanted to miss it. Yeah, it was, absolutely. It was. Uh, it's. It is. I, I watched Tiger actually more than I was watching the Packers. Were you really? I just thought, oh God, nothing wow. yet. All right. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, it got it got to be a little bleak there after the second quarter. So. No question mm-hmm. about that. Mary, Mary, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. we got to get to the newsroom. We'll do that. We'll come back. More of your calls. 608-785-7914. To some, it's just a door. To you, it might be a coat rack or maybe a headboard. Let your imagination... 68 yesterday in Lacrosse. I'm Brad Williams. Aloha. Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. Uh, the Better Hearing Center talk at text line 608 785 7914 785 Talking about uh, Governor Walker and Tony Evers in town uh, this week at Lacrosse, the Wisconsin Counties Association meeting. Um, Joe called, and while well, we were talking about the uh, announcement made by Go- Governor Scott Walker today, uh, that these uh, plans to drastically increase the amount of funding that the state is, sends to counties to fix roads, which means that the wheel tax uh, referendum that uh, you might uh, otherwise look forward to in the fall really isn't, there's no need for a wheel tax now in the county of La Crosse because getting all that money. I don't know, what that, does that make sense? <laughs> At any rate, so, um, one of the... Uh, one of the things we were talking about, uh, Tony Evers and his plans to uh, add more taxes, to tax more. Uh, Governor Walker's a don't tax any more kind of person, just uh, lots of cuts and, um, uh, yeah, I guess borrowing in terms of roads. And uh, Tony Evers, the Democrat, is more like a um, uh, raise some taxes to uh, to increase funding for schools and increase funding for other things as well. Uh, and I mentioned that he's, he uses the phrase, uh, and when he was talking about this last week, the idea was uh, one of the things that he proposed, or among the things that he was proposing is adding taxes for the wealthy and then decreasing taxes on working families. I, I, and it occurred to me as I'm, I was uh, riding next to the library on Main Street in La Crosse today, and that's a, that's a drop-off site for, for the Hunger Task Force. So they have a truck that goes there to the to the main library, and uh, people can instead of going to their facility, going to their place and getting food, they can they have a a, a truck that is that that you can pick up food right there. Um, it's like a rolling food pantry, which is pretty darn convenient actually. And I was struck by how many people were there today, and and I just don't. And it's possible that it's a, always a lot of people. Uh, and I just don't, I don't see it as much because I don't, I just don't see it every time that the truck's there. But it it was a remarkable number of people that were, and I don't have numbers, but it, it, it was a crowd. Let's just put it that way. So use your imagination and think in your mind, what is a crowd? Now I'll give you a minute to, to consider what that is. A number, get a number, get a number of faces in your mind. 
like an inauguration day size crowd or a uh, you know a a uh, the Washington Redskins stadium half full size crowd or you know just 20 people at any rate so picture that in your mind it, people standing in line to get food free food you know from the food pa- the rolling food pantry from the hunger task force and and then try to reconcile that with the it, and ongoing the ongoing news about how much the economy is booming right i mean don't we hear that all the time we're always talking about um low unemployment rates economy's booming um uh stock market's in great shape everything's really good jobs we got lots of jobs all kinds of jobs we have way more many jobs way more jobs than people we got all kinds of stuff going on and yet we have like yes rick well the unemployment's at zero apparently or three, I mean, you know, like 3% or yeah, something. Effectively. The effective unemployment rate is like none because everybody that wants a job has a job. Um, not, has not has really. two or three jobs or maybe because two. the salaries so are so that, low. And that's one of the things that I, I guess I'm wondering about is that we're in this, obviously, uh, an economy that has been, had been, has, been, has been growing for the last 10 years is now, it seems to be more robustly growing and we have even a lower unemployment rate. And apparently, you know, if you look around, there's just hiring everywhere, jobs everywhere. And yet we have and what we're told is an ever-growing number of people showing up at the food pantry. And I just, I'm trying to figure out, trying to get that, how do those things, how is it that we have a such a um, what we're told is a, a such a booming economy, and at the same time, apparently, so many hungry people. What is it that needs to happen so that we can change that dynamic? Is there anything that can happen that can change the dynamic? And it, and what we're told, and I was you know I've, I've, we've talked to the director of. Um, uh, the hunger task force in the past and this conversation comes up and she is you know she's adamant about uh disillusioning people in relation to what their assumptions are about people that go and and get food and what she has said repeatedly is that the majority of them are all working and not you know not all of them but the, the majority are working they're working people who've got jobs It's just, it's a remarkable thing because on a beautiful, sunny fall, fall day, is it fall? It is fall. A beauty, beautiful, sunny fall day, and I'm rolling down the road, and everything is good. Economy's good. Unemployment's down. Um, stock market's going through the roof. Uh, you know, taxes cut, get, getting off this, taxes are cut, all that kind of stuff. And then and then there's just, it's like a strange dichotomy of, of all of that robust again strengthen our economy and obvious signs of poverty and it's not our job to fix probably or is it you know and how do you do it how do you fix that where do you come up with a solution there 608-785-7914 let's go to Dan Dan thanks for waiting go ahead you're on hey good afternoon Mitch uh couple of good hospitals in lacrosse and you know what there's 
still obituaries in the paper every day. Uh, maybe that's not a good comparison, but there are certainly people that uh, need assistance, and there are some that find it easier to seek out assistance than to seek out a better way to make a better living. I don't know what the solution is. Okay, so they're but, so uh, they're just so they're just lazy. I didn't say that. Well, you said it was easier for them to seek I out assistance. They, in their opinion, maybe. Okay. All right. May, and and maybe maybe they just don't have the ambition. I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. But there's 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 always going to be a group in the population that's going to do the least to get the most, and I'm not saying that's the case. There's certainly people that, you know, they work two or three jobs and they're in over their head on a bill or two, and you know, it, things happen. All right. So this but, is not a. This is not what you're saying. Is this? This actually is not a solvable problem necessarily. I would say yeah. Okay. All right. All right. It's never going to be 100 percent perfect. Yeah, and I don't. And I don't think that um, when you talked about uh, you know the hospital, the people obituaries, but there's still two great hospitals in town. I, I don't think that that's that's not a terrible comparison. There's an inevitableness, obviously, to death, and so if you're saying that this is not a solvable problem, then you're saying it's in poverty or perhaps people seeking assistance. There's an inevitableness to that as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I mean, I, I think it's you know it's it's worth a, a and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. So there's there's definitely that's a conversation point. Is that is it invariably is something that we can't necessarily. Solve six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. We'll move on. I I just you know and it just struck me today and maybe today because of just because uh, we we you know we're talking about um, uh, you know Governor Walker's talked ab- about the you know how well things are going in the state of Wisconsin. Others have talked about that as well. And I didn't mean to be picking on the governor, but the governor happened to be here in La Crosse today speaking. And 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 you know we you can see the signs. I mean, there's some really good signs of, of an, uh, you know, solid economic activity. And yet at the same time, we've got a tremendous number of people lining up because they, they, they can't afford food, the basics in life. Let's go to Mike. Mike's next. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, I agree with the last caller, but only to the degree that there are a small group of people that want something for nothing. I think the larger problem is if you look at the cost of food, and you look at the cost of living, and you look at there's a lot of good jobs that don't pay so much, but they have good benefits. I mean, I've had four kids in my house who moved out now, and they're doing very well. But my wife and I have always worked two jobs each, sometimes three, just to try to stay ahead of the game. And we both have pretty decent jobs. Mm-hmm. It's just the cost of living goes up and not always your wages and everything else. Mm-hmm. And some of these companies are very good places to work. But the wage itself isn't so great because they have they provide the better benefits. Yeah, right. You got to right, find right. that happy balance. Sure. No, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I you know it's and it's rough. Like you talk about when when prices go up, when things you know, when you're you're kind of um, you're not necessarily making the same gains in your your wages. It, it does it, it, it stuff's tight all the time. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the cost of living goes up every year. Yeah. People don't get the raises. No. Cost of insurance goes up every year. Every year, yeah. But you're not getting the raise to compensate for it. Yeah, you know, and some do. Some get, uh, and I, uh, it's actually it's a little more 
it's, it's, it can be in some places you get annual annual increases in pay just sort of automatically. So, which is pretty impressive, I think, when you think about it. But look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. So, uh, 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 Mike, uh, saying that it's it's you know it, it makes sense, and when you look at uh, the um, struggles that people have to uh, simply make their way in life, and and uh, and and uh, with the wages that they're earning, uh, we'll go to uh, Darren next. Darren, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Darren. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, um, sure. But kind of uh, reiterate what the last caller said is we do have a, uh, a gap between, um, you know, what the stock market does uh, when they talk about the economy, gross, you know, national product, but what the real wages are in comparison to cost of living. And if, when you look at that, you're going to see that um, over the last 20 years, um, we've actually lost um, in real dollars to the cost of living. So it is getting harder and harder for working-class people, um, you know, to make it um, as everything is, you know, going up. All right, I would so also, again, uh, it, add that we, uh, you know, we're we're at a, a moment in our our history when, um, you know, we we're seeing you know record profits. Um, makes it difficult because what you're hearing and what the reality is for a lot of folks, um, just it's, it's a dichotomy. Yeah, no, it is. And you, you, again, you talk about the record profits. Obviously, it's, there is money being made out there. And you can look, I appreciate the call, Darren. Um, there's money being made out there. And there certainly is um, business is booming. A lot of businesses are booming. And, and you know, I was talking with... Um, uh, the uh, president of the local realtors group just the other day, and she said that she doesn't talk to a small business that's not having, you know, uh, it's not doing extremely well. That that's pretty common. Um, it's just it's interesting to see. And again, uh, my experience today, and I, I just just as a drive by, I'm going down Main Street in Lacrosse, right by the main library. That's where a hunger task force truck pulls up. I, and I can't remember how often they go there, but. I don't see it very often, and uh, today it happened to be there, and there was just a bunch of people, just a bunch of people there. And it's just, it's fascinating, because we're at record unemployment, right? We're at record unemployment. We've got a strong, growing economy. Uh, the the demand for, for homes is through the roof, and, and uh, especially in our area, more than any other place in the state. It's crazy. All right. Let me go to Jerry. Jerry's got um, uh, Jerry's got a story actually about uh, about vegetables. Jerry, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. I uh, helped a lady move uh, from our church. She uh, she needed to move uh, from one apartment to another apartment, and we moved four cases of vegetables out of the one house. You know that she'd gotten through uh, the food pantries and stuff. Asked her where she wanted them. I'm figuring, you know, kitchen covered. Oh, put them down the basement. I don't eat those. <laughs> well, give them back then. You know, it's a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, if you get stuff for nothing, uh, I don't know. I hear you. I guess it's a lot easier if you get it for nothing. Um, yep. You don't have to work for it. I, I have a hard time believing, you know, there's there's some people out there right now that uh, uh, mentally aren't able to work, but there's a bazillion jobs out there. 
Yeah, but uh, we're not, but but not, and that's the thing. Uh, and and I think you know what you your story is actually reminds me of my um, my grandmother who had uh, gone through the depression was uh, one of those who uh, hoarded canned uh, vegetables and never ate them. Uh, your story reminds me of that. I mean, there were so many cans of green beans in her cabinet that went back years and years and years that it was it was just it was absolutely ridiculous and i just i don't i we could never figure out what she planned on doing with them but it was a great great story Jerry. i appreciate the call thanks so much it just reminded me of that and i can't like the that's like the one vegetable you can't eat out of a can is green beans they are simply awful 608-785-7914 uh joe is on joe thanks for waiting go ahead you're on i think to just to explain this dichotomy i think what you have to look at is in the past two decades, the big push in America has been, you know, don't do any jobs that you have to work for because that is less than you. You make sure you spend 60000 on going to college and let, uh, you know, some less qualified people do the actual labor jobs. So I think what you're seeing now is the fruits of that being born of, People, you know, outside of the mental issues and the people that we have to help in society, I think you're still seeing the remnants of that whole Obama economy where it's ship the jobs out of here. You go into debt on an education, don't actually get a job, and then owe money, and that's how we'll survive. Hmm. Which, you know, it's completely ridiculous. You've got to stop making work a bad word. Put these people back to work. Get the rubber mills back open here in Lacrosse. Let's start making boots. Let's start doing things that can make families bring money home, mm-hmm. provide a paycheck. This whole silliness of global warming. Like we are one of the best nations in the world that recapture carbon dioxide. Do more about greenhouse gas capturing. Like we can bring manufacturing back here and put people to work. It doesn't have to be a giveaway society that Obama built where it's ship the jobs overseas, uh, reward the CEOs for shipping the jobs out of here with bonuses, and then get everybody else depending on the government roles. Let's open the rubber mills. Let's get these steel uh, furnaces back up and firing. Let's put people back to work where we can get American pride and ship it out to the rest of the world. And I guarantee you will be number one again. All right. Well, I, and but I, it, I, it's, it's I, been that way down at, at Wafer. I've been donating food down at Wafer for 10 years. And when I go down there, there's always a constant, constant flow of people. So, I mean, some of that is never going to change. But this idea that you can't work or you're a dirty, worthless person, you need to go take 100000 plus out in debt at a school to get a job that will never pay you back. I mean, that's all ridiculousness. We need to get it back to where America goes to work, takes pride in what they do, and let's make this world go around again. All right. Well, I appreciate the call. I mean, some interesting points in there. Um, and I, I'm wondering, you know, when we talk about um, not working, of course, you you know, the, I think one of the assumptions that people make that make often turns out to be a faulty assumption when it comes to the food pantries is that these people are working. And, and we're told repeatedly that's not the case, that the majority of people who show up at the food pantry for food actually have full-time jobs or two jobs. So I, I think that you have to remove the underlying assumption because it's not necessarily accurate. Um, and I, I don't have, I, you know what, not prepared, obviously, so I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I, I, I will uh, 
I'll endeavor to uh, collect that information um, uh, when I can. All right, 608-785-7914. Can I get, let me get one, I need to get another caller in here, but then we got to take a break uh, for national news after that. But let me think, I think I got Anthony. Let's take it. Anthony, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, I I got just a couple quick topics here, um, or a couple quick comments. Yep. I think I think that you know I'm I'm in marketing, and I think that that is basically somewhat a marketing thing. You guys are not your channel, but a channel very similar to yours gives away a Harley Davidson. I don't drive a Harley Davidson. I don't have a motorcycle license, but I'll listen to the channel and try to win that. So, in my thought, it's basically the same thing: is that it's a marketing ploy or a ploy that. If you leave the garbage can lid off, you're going to collect the flies. If you shut the lid and open it next week, there's no flies, you know, so they're naturally drawn to it. I think there's certain population that, that will take something for nothing. Hi, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk 1410 AM 92.3 FM. Thanks for being here and uh, joining us uh, this afternoon and this evening on the program. You can use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line to join me here on the air, 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you could send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. This message from a listener, I know people that go to the food pantry just because they can, and other people do, so why shouldn't they? Uh, I was just uh, posing the question last hour. It, it just struck me as odd uh, as I was riding past um, uh, the uh, the Hunger Task Force truck outside of the main library in La Crosse today, and uh, uh, it was just a, it's a tremendous number of people out there, and they're you know they're they're um, they're standing in line to. Um, at this essentially rolling food pantry, this rolling food bank to, to get food help. And it just, as I was thinking about all of the very solid economic news that we've heard recently and, you know, knock on wood, this trend continues for a while because it's been, it's been a hell of a ride. It's been 10 years of solid growth in America. Now that rates picked up a little bit. We'll see what you know what happens in the future in terms of you know what how the how trade battles impact the U.S. or don't impact the U.S. or maybe make things better. We'll see. But in the meantime, it just seemed odd to me when the juxtaposition of these all this great economic news that we get on a regular basis, unemployment rates and jobs and 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 uh, uh, demand for homes and um, and everything else. And, and we, just recently, we've heard about the wages starting to tick up again. Uh, especially in the lower income uh, jobs and that kind of thing. But gosh, I mean, doesn't it seem like there is, and we had some callers last hour said, look, this isn't a solvable problem. This is just something that's going to be the way that it is. And the last caller who uh, likened uh, food banks to um, a, a lid on a trash can. If you open the lid of the trash can, all the flies will come. If you close the lid, you won't have any flies. So I just, I'm wondering if this, do you see this as something that is, that we can, is there a solution for what appears to be people who are hungry in this, I, I'll have to say, booming economy? Or is it really 
you know, the flies and trash can metaphor. And it's just people getting something for free. I'd like to know what you think. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Looking at some of the stats in relation to people who use food pantries across the U.S. And uh, it's pretty remarkable. Actually, a number of military families also use food pantries um, simply because they face challenges that, you know, that uh, including oftentimes not pay that doesn't... uh, isn't enough for where they're living and um, frequently only the person that is on duty is working and is deployed. So that's the specific challenges that they face. So a tremendous number of military families uh, go to food pantries. Anyway, your thoughts on that 608-785-7914. We're told that it's the majority of people who use food pantries in and locally as well, vast majority have jobs. So it's not like they're not working. So solutions, you tell me. Uh, We do have some rain coming in uh, tonight, tomorrow, and uh, tomorrow night. uh, Pretty good solid shot for some showers um, through Tuesday night. But then sun coming out again on Wednesday in a high of 62. It's uh, 78 now. Uh, Lacrosse. Ask your systematic solution for measurable advertising results. Midwest Family Broadcasting. Midwest Family Broadcasting. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. On the phone with Dale Swerner from First American Roofing and Siding in Holman. Second year for No Roof Left Behind. Uh, First American Roofing and Siding giving away a roof. Uh, and uh, voting for the finalists going on right now, Dallas. It, this is a it's a pretty exciting thing you're doing. It is. We're pretty we're pretty jacked up about it, Mitch. We uh, it's our second year doing it, and really, it's just a way for us to give back to the community and help out. Uh, you know, a community member in need. We got a couple families that are in need of a new roof, and we really need the public's help to uh, to pick a pick a winner. I don't I don't know if there's a more vulnerable feeling in a house than when your roof is leaking. Uh, because that it can just be, you know, it can be a, be a nightmare, honestly. And all these people are struggling with with very something very similar. Exactly. And when you can't afford to replace it, you know what? What do you do? We got one gal. She's down in Westy. She just keeps putting tarps on her roof. Yeah. Uh, she's got thirty seven leaks. You know, and so um, you know, a couple other families with really heartfelt stories and we're just asking the public to go online to no roof left behind they can even find a link from our website firstamericanroofing.com and look at the stories we got we've narrowed it down from 10 uh 10 nominees to three finalists and we just need the public's help to pick a uh, winner all right it's simple enough yeah I, I that's all i did i just went to your website and linked through that it's easy enough to do um and uh you can and voting is uh until the 7th is that right Dallas? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the first week in October there, I think Sunday's the last day. And then uh, on the 18th and 19th of October, we're going to do the installation celebration. That'll give us a little bit of time to pick out some colors. And, and we're giving this thing away free of charge. It's 100% free to that homeowner, whoever the public decides is is going to be the winner. Wow, you're going to get it done right away, huh? We are. Oh yeah, about two weeks. Oh, get wow. it done before winter. We can't be having any more leaks over winter. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. All right, we'll go online and vote. Dallas Werner, uh, for no no roof left behind is the name of the program. And uh, uh, Dallas, again, just uh, the the website again for people to, to make it easy for them. 
Yes, yeah, so they can just go to firstamericanroofing.com, click on the No Roof Left Behind banner. It'll link them to norofleftbehind.com, and they can uh, they can find us here. We we're uh, running the you know the Wisconsin um, division or whatever you want to call it, and so it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, no, I, not a problem for anybody. Shouldn't be. Dallas, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mitch. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, uh, Dallas Werner. Uh, you could find that story, by the way, of the uh, three finalists on our website, uh, wisdomnews.com. While you're at wisdomnews.com, sign up to be a Wisdom Insider, brought to you by Wafer. Uh, 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Uh, a lot of interesting uh, feedback uh, from people on the Better Hearing Center talk at text line. We were talking about the use of food pantries, um, and uh, just from just anecdotally, seeing people line up at that rolling food pantry outside the main library in La Crosse. And um, just in, just in my mind, trying to reconcile that with all of the news that we get about uh, the booming economy and all that. So, I, and I find that interesting. Now, a lot of, you know, there's, there's people who don't think that the two are connected in any kind of way. Um, so here's this, like this listener says uh, on the Better Hearing Center, talk a text line at 608-785-7914. There is no reason to be hungry in this wealthy country unless you just aren't trying. So that that is in contrast to what we've been told is that we do have, that people are showing up who are employed and are trying, but simply aren't making enough money. So, I mean, that could be, I, and I will grant you, and people will bring this up quite a bit. I will grant you that there is uh, oftentimes the choices that some make in relation to food don't lend themselves to uh, inexpensive nutrition, I guess you would say, but so I get that, and I will I I will agree with that. Uh, there are 300 plus million people in this country. We will always have some form of dependence, regardless of economy, because people have varying levels of ability and disability. We strive to reduce and help, but we'll always be there. We should always strive to be less dependent for obvious reasons. That's another listener on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We'll go back to the phones now. We've got Steve that's waiting. Steve. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. So my family just got hit with uh, some heavy bills, uh, medical bills and then automotive bills, um, which kind of put us over the edge as far as our debt-income uh, ratio. Sure. So if we, can, if we can go and get some vegetables and then from that go to the grocery store and base our shopping on the vegetables that we have for that week, um, our grocery bill has been cut down to where we can start tackling our debt. Right. Um, it's not that it's not that I'm poor. It's not that I'm, you know. Uh, it's just got hit with a got hit with a hard time, and uh, this uh, food shelf is more than happy to uh, to be offering it to us. So yeah. it's not like they're mad that we're there. Um, they're they're more than happy to uh, for us to take it. How how often do you go? Once a week. Once a week. All right. And, and, what and it's, the, it's not all year. It's not all year long. So yeah. if um, it's just during the the crop season, so okay. Um, so that, it's, is that, it's a short window. Yeah, that, that's the that's the sorry, that's the vegetables that they get out of the community garden, right? Is that right? Correct. Up correct. On the north Mainly side? the um, um, uh, uh, food markets. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's when, when that stops, then the the food pantry stops. 
So I'm going to take advantage of that while I can and start tackling my debt um, because along with credit card bills, um, I, I, I hate making payments. Yeah, no, I get it. Okay. And and from your perspective, they're they're welcoming. They want you to utilize that service. Absolutely. And okay. it, it seems like as I'm there, you know, you're talking about the crowds, and there certainly are crowds there. Um They've got more, you know, after, after we're done there, I believe they throw it away because hmm. this isn't food that lasts very long. I mean, okay. we have a short window to eat it. We take it home and we have to decide, okay, what's going to go bad today? Right. Cause it's, it's at the end of its life. All right. So it's, it's not like, it's not like these are premier vegetables. Um, they're still good and they're, you know, they, they go to our meal, um, but you know, once, once we're done there, they, I'm pretty sure they throw them away. Huh. Wow. All right. Huh. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out now. I'm because I'm, I'm trying to determine where, how this fits. What, what you're describing fits into the rest of the programs that are available uh, through Wafer or through the Hunger Task Force. And this sounds like this is the, these are the vegetables that come from from markets. That is that right? That that wind up there. From what I can tell, it's like the the grocery stores as they're okay. done as, as they're not good looking. Okay. You know, yeah. No. The, yep. No. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'd have to. And I don't. I'm not as familiar with that. I know that they they um they have a good partnership with some of the grocery stores locally, but uh, I know it's a fair amount of food that they've got to get through on a, on a daily basis because there's a lot that gets thrown out. So. Right. Well. All right. Well, uh, Steve. Like, I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Uh, thanks for putting a face on on all this for us. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the call. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We'll go to number three. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. There's a guy that deserves it. I, right. I I guess it's not for me to say, but I, I yeah, certainly. But I mean, he's... if he's got rough times, that's what it's designed for. Sure. In other words, if they're giving away free beer someplace. And I drive by and I get a free beer and you drive right by it and you go down to the tavern and buy it. I'm smarter than you are, ain't I? Well, there's an opportunity cost always associated with free things. I, if so I maybe stopped not. there and took advantage of it, you didn't. I think what a lot of problem is people are trying to live without above their, their means. They can't afford to do what they're doing a oh. lot of time. Okay. All right. So consequently, the children might suffer, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't think it's a you don't think it's a problem with how much money they're making; it's how much money they're spending. Right, right. Okay. Hmm. I, you know, I was in the lawn business for years, and I seen people that were going to the food banks and bringing stuff back in boxes and bags, mm-hmm. and at the same time, the husband was waxing his brand new boat or is shining up his new four wheeler. Hmm. Now I had boats, pontoon boats, and motorhomes, but I worked seven days a week, sometimes 24 hours a day to have those things. Okay. And my wife worked at train company for 45 years, not because she loved her job, because we needed the money. Sure. Okay. So do you think it's... But I mean, mo- if you ever say something's free, a person's got to be crazy not to stop and get it. Huh. Well, I, I've never been to a food pantry or anything I like either, that. I have but I've seen them operate. Okay. So I, I'm not... I'm, I, I don't ever feel compelled to, to stop. Yeah, I don't either. Okay. All right. Well, uh, look, I appreciate the call. Uh, thanks so much. Um, 
Yeah, there's an interesting take on that, that it's just really people that are, that don't really need, um, some people who don't, some people are in rough times, right? And some people don't need the help. So I appreciate the call. 608-785-7914. If you would like to join us here on the air, get some more callers in here. We'll uh, go to Tom next. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah. Hi, Mitch. Hey there. Um, you know, it's a sad but true fact that uh, the minimum wage doesn't even come close to the line of poverty. And they expect... Uh, uh, it. The younger you are, the less money you're paid. There's a reason for that. To keep those choices down, the bad ones. True. I I I don't know. I mean that that's. I mean I think that you you get paid less in lower skill positions because it doesn't require you know skills. <laughs> so I I don't I'm not sure if that. Makes a ton of sense. But anyway, 608-785-7914. Mark is next. Mark, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hey, I've been to the King Street Garden before. Okay. And it's, it's not just, you know, if you're poor, come and help yourself. It's it's a community garden. Yeah. They welcome everybody. Come yeah. get the yeah. beans. Come get the tomatoes. Okay. And I think... And it, a lot of times they're like, everybody goes through and then we, get, we still have food. Everybody goes through again that wants to. And, and I and I, that's a in the again the, that's a community garden I think and what Steve called up a little while ago and he was talking about something entirely different where they have vegetables that are coming through from the uh, from the local markets or from the local stores oh like grocery stores right yeah and I don't know I've I, I guess I'm not really familiar with that um, the Kane Street Community Garden I'm very familiar with but yeah that's a that's a really and that's that's basically seen as a way to uh, help the health, uh, the overall uh, health and well-being of the community through nutrition. Basically, that's that's part of that right. program. Okay. Uh, good vegetables from there, Mark. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was, and like I said, they had us all go through again, and we ended up getting freezer bags and freezing a bunch of it. And you know, they always say we this country throws a ton of food away, and this, this is <laughs> it's it's an unbelievable. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. All right. Well, I'm glad you take advantage of that, Mark. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. More of your calls coming up, 608-785-7914. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Uh, thanks for joining us here today. And uh, you can use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line to be on the air right uh, now, either through texting or calling if you text can simply read your text on the air. Um, but calling works as well. 608-785-7914 is the number on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, we had some numbers in relation to the people who use Wafer in lacrosse. I don't know if we have employment numbers. Do we have, We don't have, do they have numbers for working? The number of people who work can use the food pantries or not? Just says 4,000 people a month. Um, 4,000 people a month. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Okay. And that was, that, those are 2015 numbers oh, from their website. Right. So, I mean, that's probably way more than that now, right? I don't might know. not have updated Maybe. their website in a while because there's a picture of a check from 2013. Hmm. Maybe it's like one of the best pictures they have. It is a nice picture of a check. So if you've got, from, uh, like, you just leave, if you have really from, good pictures. From Z-Care, too. Oh, right, there's our friends, our <laughs> friends at Z-Care. 
I mean, that number is probably like way higher than than it is than for what five years ago. So I don't know. Would it be Wafer needs more workers, right, to update their website? They need more workers. That's what's happening here. Yeah, they have. I mean, it's a lot of. um, You know, they do have a lot of uh, volunteer um, effort that goes into that whole organization, not just. um, you know, working at the pantry, but also um, with coordination, logistics, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think they, I think they have some volu- I think they have volunteer drivers, even if I'm not mistaken. This is loading here, but 2017 yep. annual report, but it's 26 pages. Wow, so many pages. Man. I know they they go through a lot of food. People say we have like a food wasting problem. We also have like a, a lot of the food that we grow and mm-hmm. feed. We're we're feeding our food, right? Like we're feeding cows, <laughs> so that yeah, we're not the only ones to do that. I, you know, it's, it's yeah, interesting. Not, that, yeah, and just in general on Earth. But that's you know, I mean, we're, we're it's a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, we feed a lot of corn to our cows without question. Um, I find actually interestingly enough in Japan, they feed their cattle rice, so. They, they, I think their, their rice market collapsed or something like that. Is there somebody here or not? No. Eric. Is he, he's not on, should he be on hold or something for me to get to? There There we go. Uh, so apparently their rice market collapsed at some point and they, they started feeding rice to cattle. So they're now they have a rice shortage. The cows are full all the time. I think they're full of rice. Cause I eat rice and I'm like, Oh, I'm full. I just it just it doesn't seem like it's there's not a lot there. If you're a cow, you really want rice. You're yeah. not gaining a lot. Like, isn't the whole point to like keep them like bulk them up too? Like, I feel like I think rice it depends. Is, maybe rice is kind of a bulky thing. Well, rice a lot is of carbs. Rice is a grass, right? So maybe there's so we just call them grass fed, grass fed beef and raise the price if you feed them rice. Right. Yeah, raise it the Have triple the graze, cost there. Go graze in the uh, go graze in the wild rice. They have to if they if they go grazing the rice, so they have to be in the water, which is complicated for cows. Anyway, all right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Going through some of the um as uh, again, just a just a refresh. Uh, so this just occurred to me today. Well, just occurred to me is probably. A little bit disingenuous, but it certainly occurred. It, it, it was in my face today. Let's put it that way. As I was coming to work, and uh, the hunger task force uh, truck is uh, outside of the the library in Lacrosse on the on Main Street, the Main Street Library there, and there's a just a bunch of people there, and they're they're getting food. And then I'm thinking about that in in terms of, and we t- we're told that the need is constant and in some ways growing uh, at food pantries locally and in in around the nation. Um, I saw a number. Earlier today, that it's forty-six. I want to say forty-six million people who use food pantries in the U.S. Um, a, a large and growing number is what we're told, and that it 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 tends to, uh, you know, it, it it tends to be people who are uh, going to food pantries are not n- not necessarily just going because it's free and they don't feel like working. Uh, there are certainly there's probably those, but there's, uh, we're told the vast majority of people who go to food pantries have jobs. 
um, and just it the cost of living is more than they are they can sustain with the income that they have. All right, let's go back to the phone, 608-785-7914. And I guess I'm looking for answers, especially based on what we are, uh, the news that we're constantly getting about the health of this economy. Why do we have such a food shortage? Or uh, why do people struggle so much with putting food on the table when we have such a booming economy? Seeking answers, if you have some. We'll go to Eric. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I am on food stamps, but I didn't solicit them. I got a call from some government governmental agencies. I'm a veteran, and because I'm living on Social Security, I can get these things. They didn't call it food stamps until I got there after I realized later, and I felt embarrassed for being on food stamps. I felt humiliated, but I accepted them. I thought they'd help, and they do. Wait, then so, there's, there's a, um, uh, these people come around with the food trucks to give all all this food, and I had too pr- I was too proud to go to Spark here because I wouldn't want to be associated with that. But I've heard stories about that in the back. The people, the, the most money in this town, the Cadillacs and all their big cars and their late model cars, they're the first ones in line. Man, so that's just not that. true, Eric. That's just not true. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just you know, it's it just that's. Great. Okay. 608-785-794. Man, I, I don't know. You know, you honestly, do you feel like there's an Escalade that, you know, 2018 Escalade pulling up at the food pantry? If you, if you really feel that way? You guys really believe that? 608-785-794. We'll, uh, let me move on here. Yeah, sometimes it just gets a little bit... Let me go. Yes, Rick. Did you hear the news about Clay Matthews? He's been suspended. He got suspended because of Jimmy Garoppolo tearing his ACL. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to Carl. Seven people are going to get there. Carl's next. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Jerome. Yeah, um, we, we, we don't have a, a food shortage. Um, uh, diabetes is on its high. Obesity problem in America is huge. Um, even our pets are 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 way overfed. Um, it's uh, the war on poverty was a disaster um, that added severely to our debt. Um, you know, twenty twenty one trillion dollars in debt and climbing. Uh, socialism doesn't work, even when you hand out food. Okay. So people have people have more than they need, and, and your evidence of that is the the rising levels of obesity. Well, the government says that obesity is a problem, you know, and yeah. that they can fix it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, they say that you know uh, diabetes is a problem, and they can fix it through uh, socialized medicine or mm. you know Obamacare. Could could, but, could it be you know could it could could that be something that's solved? And I and I don't know you know obviously you don't want to it's. You can only help people so much, but in terms of just, uh, if do people just need to know more about, have more information about things they should eat and shouldn't eat? Uh, personal responsibility works every time it's tried, and, and the government has never been the answer. Okay. Um, All right. What if, there, if, if, what if instead of there was uh, food pantries, there were like places where you could uh, get learn about how to, what, what to eat? <laughs> Does that sound inane? 
Uh, like Weight Watchers? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, it, what you're suggesting, I think what you're suggesting is that, it, um, so is it, so I guess if, if people are eating too much, is that out of ignorance or is that because they are gluttonous or what is it? I would say, that, yeah, you know, when when the government takes care of all your needs, you mm-hmm. know, you, you lose your drive to okay. fend for yourself. And, and some of this, I mean, there are, I, I think uh, your last caller was right. I, I think there is, uh, 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 you know, there are people that are go to the food banks generations it's it's bred into them. They've been trained to be indoctrinated by the government hmm. and farmed. They're, they're, we're basically farming. You know, you look at Chicago. I mean, we're we're farming a war zone, and the government is involved in that war. There's no doubt. All right. And, well, I, look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. As fascinating as that is, uh, the war zone funding that we're doing in Chicago. Um, Shelley Fortner, right, with the Hunger Task Force, is on the phone with uh, some information yes. for us. I, I appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Um, Absolutely. I, I And let me give you some background. So I was on my way into um, into to do the show this afternoon, and I went by the, the library on Main Street, and I was struck by the number of people that were at the truck there. And it, it just strikes me that it's such a strange dichotomy to live in a time where we're told that the, the economy is booming, everybody's doing well, unemployment lo- rates are low, housing is is booming, all, everything, you know, we, we, you, you've heard this message, right? We, we're living in this really good economy, the stock market's great, and we have so many people who seem to be struggling with, um, you know, the, with the challenges of just feeding themselves. Why, why is that from your perspective? You know, absolutely. I, and I've heard some of the callers, and, you know, obesity is an issue, and, um, you know, minimum wage is an issue. And cuts in, in uh, the government programs that protect people, like safety nets, like food stamps. Now we need an ID to, you know, on the card, stuff like that. People are making it harder for those who are struggling to get food. Um, and, you know, I don't know why that is, I guess. One of the things that we've tried to do uh, with the free food giveaways, and this actually started with an education, it's trying to teach people to eat healthier. We're trying to... Uh, you know, get those fresh vegetables to people. And these are foods that are collected from the farmer's market, the Cane Street Community Garden. Uh, and, and people were just so... Actually, one story, I saw a college student walk by and say, oh, I've always wanted to try one of these. And I said, well, there you go. Here's your chance. You know, college students aren't the richest either, mm. but not necessarily getting any food assistance. So this started with education. Um, and getting people to eat healthier and encouraging them to do so, we would bring it to them. Um, and then it really kind of morphed into, hey, you know, these guys are struggling. Someone said, you know, if I wouldn't have had this truck down here, I wouldn't have eaten tonight. <laughs> now, you know, it's not my, I guess I don't know what their reasons were, but definitely reason enough to come down there to see what we had. Um, and, and that's what matters to me is, you know, knowing that people are struggling, even though the majority of people who go to food pantries on a regular basis, they are working. So that tells me they're not making enough. They have other expenses, like maybe childcare, medical bills, things like that. Mm-hmm. They're just not making it. So, you so, know, that's, that's, as far as I'm concerned, what we're here for. All right, so that, that 
what you just said is is I think one of the the most tightly held beliefs when when it comes to food either you know pantries is that the people that go there aren't working and that and I I've said this uh, a couple times during the show this evening is that you've told me in the past that's not the case at all and I, and you just repeated that that the majority of people Correct. are have jobs they're working yes mm. yes okay. and sometimes two working you know two working adults in a family. Um, but minimum wage hasn't been raised in 15 years. But tell me if the groceries have stayed the same. You know, I mean, things are harder to buy. Processed foods tend to be cheaper. There's your obesity. We got mac and cheese in a box, really cheap, but not real good for you. Yeah, right, right. So everything's kind of related. Uh, I... And, you know, we talk about the food waste. Well, you know, we've got our fresh produce on the truck. And then I'll tell you what, if I've got something in the warehouse that I really need to move to people before it goes to waste, I'm going to try and do that too. Right. Uh, Shelly, I, I appreciate you calling in. I, I just, I'm, I'm wondering, somebody earlier said that there's an, an inevitableness about um, not having enough food to feed oneself. That, that, that's all, we're always going to have that in some degree in our society. Do you believe that? Yes, I, I do. I, you know, I believe that, but that has to do with my, you know, religious beliefs. There's, there's, the poor will always be among you. Mm. What we have to do as a community is try and, you know, do the best we can to help. And, and, and well, let me address that because I think that we've had a few suggestions tonight uh, about that that we're not actually that this is less helping and more enabling. Is that have you heard that criticism before? And do, what do you think about it? Absolutely, I, I have heard that criticism and. You know, I mean, if, if we can help five people and two people said, hey, I'm going to drive my caddy down here and get a free tomato, I'm going to concentrate on the five people we're really actually, Im, you know, impacting. All right. Do you, do, you have, do you have somebody driving their new caddy down there getting a, new, a free tomato? Not that I know of. Okay. But I, interestingly, I was, in, I was behind somebody in a grocery store who happened to be using food stamps, and apparently... The person behind me said, I just saw her drive up in a new car. And I actually turned around and I lied right to them. I said, you know, I know this girl. And she's struggling. She's got kids. And she had to borrow a car to get here today. I lied right to them. But I wanted them to think a little bit that maybe there are other reasons for some of these things. I mean, we assume so much. Yeah, I, my my uh, my kids on occasion have used my car as well. So just just so you, well, just so you, you know, go, you know, that's that's a reality. So. Yeah, I'm not proud of that, but yeah. I, I really no, couldn't I, I think you. of other, any other way to you know make them think a little differently. Shelly, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, Shelly Fortner with the Hunger Task Force. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. You may be a world traveler, but most people agree there's no place like home. Be sure your homeowner's insurance provides the protection you need to safeguard your most valuable asset. Hi, I'm Sarah from Wisconsin Insurance Center, your local Pekin insurance agent. We'll custom fit a homeowner's policy to meet your needs and your budget. Let us put our Pekin beyond the expected service to work for you. Contact with... Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Wisdom. Thanks for showing up here, riding along this afternoon and this evening. Really appreciate Shelly Fortner calling in for us. Thanks, my love, to Anna for Rick Solom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom. 
Hi, I'm Tina, the owner of Java Bino and Absolutely Edible. My experience working with Ultra as opposed to my prior bank is just night and day. They really, really want us to succeed. I feel like they care about my business as much as I do, and I find that I have a great partner and friend in Ultra. Ultra Federal Credit Union can assist any business with all of its business banking needs. Visit ultra.org or call 855-490-4518 for additional information. Ultra Federal Credit Union, it's where you belong. Federally insured by NCUA. King Furniture in Holman is having a trade-in sale. Your old furniture is worth 